Hi, this is your co-host, Austin. As the producer and engineer of Helen High Horror, I always strive to bring you, the listeners, the best sound quality possible. This means that while editing every episode of Helen High Horror, I need headphones that deliver clear, balanced sound. That's one reason why I use Studio headphones. Studio's on-ear Regent model delivers the clarity and balanced sound that I need when listening to audio. These headphones work completely wirelessly. They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now, you can use the code HIGHHORROR, H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Go to studio.com, S-U-D-I-O, Dot com to use the code high horror and get 15% off your pair of headphones now. This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. So, (laughs) last week, after we recorded, Mm -hmm. I went into the house, and there was smoke in the backyard, and our shitty neighbor was burning a bunch of wood that had fallen. Okay. But, of course, it was wet wood, so it just created a bunch of smoke, and it was enveloping our neighbor's house. (laughs) And our neighbor just had open-heart surgery and was then diagnosed with cancer. So... My dad flipped out. (laughs) He went over to the edge of our yard where our yards meet. Uh And there were two, like, I don't know, high school, early college age kids. And he was like, could you put the fire out? And the kid, he said something. I don't know. But it escalated to him saying to my dad, whoa, relax, relax. You're too old to get this worked up over things. (laughs) And my dad <laughs> flipped out. And, oh, my God. And the kid was like, yo, we could just lay you out right now, old man. And he was like, oh, you want to fucking try? <laughs> this is my dad in his sneakers, his jeans, and his t-shirt, t-shirt and a sweatshirt. Yes. That's what he wears every day. So he was like, go get my neighbor. And so they were like, fine. We'll go get our uncle. So this is the owner's nephews. Yeah. So the guy comes out and my dad goes, could you put that fire out? And the guy goes, well, I could. <laughs> and my dad <laughs> flipped out once again. Of course. Because <laughs> people just have to be dicks. Right. And he was like, listen, put it out or I'm calling the fire department. <laughs> Our neighbor there just had open heart surgery and he doesn't need to be breathing your smoke all fucking night. And the guy was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're a douchebag. <laughs> and also, they were doing this in a fire pit that they built using stone, like extra stone that uh-huh. they stole from uh, the neighbor who's sick. No. So <laughs> he was just... 
What the fuck? It was crazy. I would have sprayed him with the hose. <laughs> Fine, I'll put well, the fire out. Yeah. I told my dad, but see, this would have been considered a threat. Mm-hmm. I was like, you could have just said, okay, come over here. I'll slit your throat, and then I'll use that to put, <laughs> I'll use your blood to put out the fire. <sighs> they put some snow on it. Yeah. But it didn't really go out. It was still smoking for like an hour after that, Jeez. so... That's what happened immediately after you left yesterday. Oh, my God. Not yesterday, but like, a few days you know, ago. a few days ago. Wow. Yeah. So That's that was insane. fun. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, your dad's the best. My mother was very embarrassed. <laughs> your dad is the type of guy who also... I called him Jolly once when I oh was my like... God. I don't know, 11. Yes. And now to this day, the other day, he just said it to me. You he did. always brings it up that I called him Jolly. Like, he <laughs> is the best at holding fucking grudges. He's a, he's a Sicilian, man. Yeah, he's like, that was on his top excuse when he came in the house. My mom was like, What did you do? And he was like, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you do? <laughs> it it was Lord. great. <laughs> And Mike has never witnessed my dad do something like that. Oh, so, good. yeah. It's like, a, it, it doesn't happen that often. But when it does, it's, it's like, like a It's like an sight. annual thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, and that wasn't even that bad. No, it's it It's not really crosswalk wasn't. person, that's for no, sure. No, it's not a stranger. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's not a stranger. And he did ask nicely. <laughs> kind my- of not nicely but he was like can you put the fire out yeah like i'm sure it was just you know. my mom was like you went out there looking for a fight and he was like no i asked politely the first time i just escalated in three seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah he always has the benefit of the doubt like with the fucking pizza delivery guy oh my god he's like he must be going, going to, to the hospital orphanage. <laughs> yeah orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's where he's going he tries to rationalize why people yeah. are being dicks <laughs> yep and then it's and then it's getting a slice of pizza. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Uh, also, hi to Reppy's boyfriend. No, <laughs> don't say that. Not my boyfriend. <laughs> Just post that right now so yes. you can hear it. Yeah, no. For the first time ever in my life, a guy has been like, can I listen to your podcast? First time ever yep. that anyone was like, send it to me so I can listen to it. And then we had to pretend it didn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs> it was just and then I was like, I was lying to you. I actually just do drugs. <laughs> no. That would be better than doing yeah. this podcast. <laughs> it's like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Don't listen to my voice. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but is he into murder things? No. No. See, I think he's just interested in me. In, see, that would be, that's nice. So my second date with Mike my mic since yeah. this guy is a mic also, also. Mike. there's too many mics he's not my mic though your <laughs> mic this makes it to the podcast and uh he listens to it I'm for not, this context I'm not, I'm not claiming that he's we, mine we anything. have there are two mics involved we have to be clear <laughs> okay. for our second date we went to see a horror movie mm-hmm. and then a year into our relationship i find out that he does not like horror movies <laughs> And he was literally just watching them because I love them. Aww, how cute. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't. I told him that this podcast was about like murder and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. But he wasn't like, ooh, tell me. Like, he doesn't really seem that interested in it. I yeah. think he's just like curious as to what we do. What it is. Yeah. And it's also like a Because, you know, 
I mean, I've been out with this guy like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So like we haven't reached that comfortable level yet. We're like, uh-huh. you're just, I mean, we're comfortable with each other, but you know what I mean? It's like, an, yeah. it's like a look into how I am with my friends, mm-hmm. which like what people you're dating don't really get until like a few months in. Oh yeah. When they meet your friends. Possibly years. Possibly. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Possibly 20 years into your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Hopefully he thinks I'm funny. Hopefully it's not one of the really weird ones <laughs> that he picks to listen to. Hopefully he just listens to the newest one, which would have been Psychic Investigators, which I guess is fine. Yes. We we recorded our next one, but it it's, it's coming not out, out tomorrow. Yet. But that's a good one. Maybe he'll wait yeah, and listen to that maybe. one. I liked that That'd one. That'd be a good one. I don't remember. You don't remember? It was stalkers. Stalkers. <laughs> like me. <laughs> now he knows the signs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just talk sexy from now on. And then. <laughs> I don't even know how to be sexy. Is that sexy? Deep and raspy. That is not. That's called smokes 10 packs a day. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> So, what are we talking about Um, today? Now, well, today we're doing some travel stuff. I'm I'm like (laughs) split on what to call them. Because mine's not really that travel y. Is it murdery? It's more of a mystery. (gasps) Ooh. Yeah. See, because mine, I, I, it's more like a murder abroad thing. Gotcha. Mine um, or tourist murders. Yeah. Mine, there's an airplane involved, but (gasps) it's not like. It's not like a big hangar airplane. Hangar airplane. That it's a tiny. Sense. Yeah, it's just a one person okay. involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Should let's get, get into, into it. it. Yeah. Okay. So this is the mole air mystery. You know it? No. Okay. I'm excited. You might. Well, as we go on. Okay. But, okay. So it's called that because it takes place on this island called Mole Island. Whatever. Okay. How's it spelled? M U H L L L. Oh, mole. Mole. Okay. Like mole air. Mole. And then air. Like mm-hmm. the air you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's predominantly about a man named Peter Gibbs, who was, for most of his life, a pretty successful musician. I think he played the violin. Uh, so not a real musician. So kidding. he's not real. Yes. It's not like the drums. Yeah. It's not like he's in a rock band. <laughs> yeah. So not impressive. <laughs> so he played for a bunch of orchestras throughout his life. Um, and I think he even led one at mm-hmm. one point. And also, he was in the Air Force. He was an Did ace. Did he play violin in the Air Force? <laughs> yeah. He went up in planes and played violin yep. for the troops. He was an ace, and he was an RAF pilot. After the war, he kept flying private planes, so I guess he liked it. He was on the island of Mull in Scotland on Christmas Eve okay. in 1975. So this is like a northern island it's not like a tropical island no okay it's northern okay scotland so it's it's christmas eve so it's cold yeah it sucks it sucks (laughs) everyone's got a great accent everyone's drinking and angry because that's how us (laughs) scots are so he was staying there with his girlfriend named ray most of the time it refers to her as her last name granger but i believe her first name's ray it's not hermione no that'd be great so he rents an airplane which isn't really strange for him to do because he liked to fly. But um, he didn't have his own airplane. He owns his own airplane, but they didn't bring it to the island. So oh, he doesn't okay. live on the island. He's just visiting. Okay. For, for and he didn't Christmas. fly his plane. To and the he island. didn't fly his plane. Okay. It's more like a peninsula, this okay. island. Like it is connected to mainland. Mm-hmm. But I think think mostly people fly there but mm-hmm. so he rented an airplane and at 9 15 he took off in a cessna 
F-150H is the type of plane. Okay. C-E-S-S-N-A. Cessna. So like I said, the the desire to go flying wasn't particularly weird for him, but it was weird because it's 9.15 at night. Oh, it's at night. Okay. Yeah. And it's strange that he would all of a sudden, after having dinner with his girlfriend, Christmas Eve dinner, he was just like, I'm going to go for a plane ride. Without you. Without anyone. Yeah. Total black, you know, because it's nighttime. Yeah. Total black. (laughs) Total black. (laughs) And so the hotel staff even argued with Gibbs' plan because they didn't allow nighttime flights because they didn't have lights at their airport. Oh, no. Yes. What? So there was no landing lights or anything if it had fit Mm -hmm. it there so the staff was basically like you can't go and he told them i'm not asking for permission i just thought it was a courtesy to let you know i don't want to fuss (laughs) you're just like well i'm fucking going buddy that that was the polite (laughs) way to say fuck yourself (laughs) yeah yeah go fuck yourself so he heads to the airfield around 9 30 and his girlfriend takes two torches and she lights up the end of the runway for him so that he can take off and then Presumably land. So she has the torches and is just standing on the runway, not going with him on the plane. (laughs) Nope, it's just him alone in the plane. Uh, And she's like, I guess I'll stand. Has no, never worked in a runway, like nothing. She's just standing at the end with With two torches. It's not even lights, it's torches. Yeah, so he, it's so he knows where the end is so he can like take off properly. And then when he comes back around, he knows where the end is so he can land properly. Mm-hmm. So, so, But how long is he planning on flying? Not long. He says, I'll be back soon. So like a half hour. I think he just. So she's just going to sit there with the torches? Yeah. That was, she was to oh stand there. God. So I think he just wanted to go up and take like a, a flight around, you know, the island kind of. I think he was going to be dumped when he got back. <laughs> <laughs> And later, this actually adds to the mystery, this Mm -hmm. whole light torch thing, because people said that they saw two light torches at the end of the runway moving independently from another. So it looked like two people were at at the end of the runway. One person was holding a torch each. But little did they know, one was attached to her surprisingly agile foot (laughs) and the other one's in a hand. (laughs) <laughs> she had one of those clasper things that yes. old people get and it was like really far away from her <laughs> yes but granger always like to this day she was like no it was just me at the end mm-hmm. i mean i guess technically she could have just been moving them separately but the way people describe it it looks like someone was on one end and another person was all the way like the width of an airplane Mm -hmm. hanger kind of thing. Yeah. Or it was the man or woman that she was about to run away with to leave her (laughs) terrible boyfriend. (laughs) So before taking off, Gibbs tells Granger that he's going to be back shortly, so to just wait there. And one witness, so a guy in the hotel named David Howitt, watched with binoculars, because basically at this point everyone's like, look at this fucking crazy guy taking off in the middle of the night. So he watched with binoculars, and he said that everything seemed fine, there wasn't engine trouble, he couldn't see smoke... He didn't see the plane, like, automatically go down or anything like that. But who's going to see smoke if you're... If it's pitch black out? Yeah. How did you see the airplane in the first <laughs> exactly. place? I don't know. Do airplanes well, have lights? Usually. Oh, okay. They do. Good, good, but, good. <laughs> but we don't know what airplane yeah. he got if, you know... I mean, if the airport doesn't have lights, what kind of airplanes are there? <laughs> you know? I'm assuming there are lights, but still. There's usually, like, on the wings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. So people can see you in the sky. Yep. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's smart for an airplane So down. you don't just go, 
into yeah. another one. <laughs> okay, so 10 p.m. finally rolls around. Poor Granger's like sitting out in the fucking cold. So much for a nice vacation. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is awful. We had dinner. I wanted to go to the spa, but no. Nope. So he doesn't come back. She waits a little bit more. And when he doesn't come back, she goes into the hotel and she's like, he's missing. And they said that immediately the hotel calls the police. But I like to think that they first said, we fucking told you (laughs) and then called the police because I would have taken that opportunity to be like, great. Now your boyfriend's dead. You're welcome. We told you. How's that feel? (laughs) So also by now it was sleeting outside. Wait, what? Yeah. So it started sleeting. Oh, no. So when the cops are called, they come to the hotel immediately and they start looking for any signs of trouble so first they search the runway and just make sure there's not like a fucking engine sitting out or anything like crazy and they can't find anything but it's really dark and it's leading out so the following day on christmas gibbs still hasn't returned and a major search of the area was launched a lot of raf and naval air service helicopters were there as well as sonar equipment to look for wreckage on the seafloor. And hundreds of volunteers came out to just search the grounds. But they didn't find anything. So they searched basically this whole island and they couldn't find anything. Not a plane, not debris. Mm -hmm. There's no body. There's none of his stuff anywhere. So it seems like he just vanished. Just a single violin string. (laughs) (laughs) Just his violin laid, sadly. (laughs) However, I put what comes up must come down. Uh. I'm great at writing. So (laughs) April... 1975, a full four months after the disappearance, a local shepherd, his name is Donald McKinnon. Of course. Right? Gotta be super <laughs> Scottish. Yep. Um, he makes a discovery on a hillside, <sighs> just one mile away from the hotel and airfield, sprawled out in full view of the ground. Up 400 feet <gasps> was the body of missing Gibbs, wearing <gasps> boots and fully clothed. Just the body? No other things? Nothing <gasps> else. So authorities were puzzled because this area was searched by the volunteers and police after he disappeared in the daytime Mm -hmm. and there was no body there. Also, no local farmers or shepherds in the area had seen anything out of the ordinary, you know, like a fucking corpse being dumped. Yeah. Um, Or falling from the sky. (laughs) Yeah. So at first they thought that Gibbs simply crashed into the sea Mm -hmm. and then had somehow wandered up onto land and expired. But there was no seawater found anywhere on him. So he was dry. On his clothes. Mm -hmm. Like, because even when seawater dries, they can tell there's evidence of seawater there. Yeah. There's like salt and shit. Yeah. And none were found like in his boots, nothing. So it didn't Mm -hmm. even look like he walked on the ocean in like walked on the sand or anything. Nothing was found on him. In addition, the position of the body on the hillside would have meant that Gibbs would have had to crawl from the sea, clamber up a steep cliff wall, cross the road leading to the hotel, and then climb... Which he probably would have recognized. Right. And then climb 400 feet up on a hillside. And, like, why would he do that if he just crashed and was dying? Why wouldn't he go... He knows that his girlfriend's waiting outside that hotel for him. Yeah. So had he just walked towards the hotel... Mm-hmm. Eventually, someone would have found instead of walking up a cliffside to a which is harder, right? And mm-hmm. there's no house there or anything, right? No. It's just like a shepherd's field, so there's nothing there. Maybe he's just like a dog or a cat, and he's just crawling away to die. <laughs> he's like, I love sheep. I just want to <laughs> die where I love next to the sheep. Next to the sheep. It's also suggested that maybe he somehow fell from the plane. That's what I was thinking when you said. Um, Or parachuted out and maybe the parachute malfunctioned. Mm. But the body showed no serious signs of injuries. With Uh only a minor cut on his leg that wouldn't have even required stitches. Uh. There were no broken bones, no internal bleeding, 
no damage done to his organs, nothing. Hmm. There was additionally no signs of a parachute at the scene or anywhere in the vicinity. In fact, the body was in remarkably good condition for having apparently lain on a hillside for in the elements for four months. It showed little oh. decomposition and relatively no damage from scavengers. They don't <laughs> want him either. Yeah. <laughs> The only reason they knew he had been dead for four months is because they did a really in-depth autopsy. Mm -hmm. And in that autopsy, they also found that he wasn't on drugs or alcohol or anything like that. There were no poisons in his body. And so ultimately, they decided the cause of death had been exposure, Mm -hmm. suggesting that he had exited the plane somehow, died on land, but still there's no sign of the aircraft anywhere in the area. Hmm. So all the autopsy people, the pathologists could only say he must have exited the plane at some point on land and died from exposure. Yeah. There's still no signs of the plane. And considering that the body had been found on land and showed absolutely no sign of being in the sea, they thought the plane must have been on land. So mm-hmm. they searched the area again, but they still can't find it anywhere. So the mystery of the missing plane would remain for 11 years <sighs> until September of 1986. When two clam fishermen from Mole, by the names of Richard and John Grevy, discovered a red and white aircraft on a seabed in a hundred feet of water, a little over a half a mile off the coast of Oban. Mole is like an island, and the closest town on the mainland is Oban. Okay. But it's closer, the wreckage is closer to Oban than it is to the mm-hmm. island. Two divers came out, and they claimed that the plane was a Cessna, whatever that plane was. Mm-hmm. And that it bore registrations G-A-V-T-N, the very same Gibbs aircraft head. Mm -hmm. The divers reported that they had examined the plane and could find no human remains in the plane. It was also reported that the plane exhibited signs of massive impacts. So both of its wings were torn off. There was a huge hole in the windshield. In the windshield. In the windshield. windshield. (laughs) I'm thinking boats. Yeah. I was like, uh. (laughs) And the wheels were torn off. Oh. I feel like that would happen if you tried to land, though, because wings are, or wheels, don't they only come out when you try? Well, I guess in tiny planes, maybe they stay out. Uh, yeah, it depends on the plane. Yeah. And also, if it was crash landing on the water, the, you know, the oh, um, yeah. resistance, resistance of the water could rip them off. Also, the engine had been dislodged by the impact and thrown a significant distance away from the plane. It was also claimed that both doors of the plane had been locked from the inside. So I did a little research because I was Mm -hmm. like, why would a plane be able to lock from the inside? That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So they don't lock like how you lock a car door. Mm -hmm. They latch closed so that I guess if you tilted or something, it just keeps it from opening up. So so it's not like a, a lock. But that makes me think that maybe somehow if it closed with enough force, the latch could have just fallen or water could have pushed it in or Mm -hmm. whatever. So it's just like a latch you push up and down. But they took this to mean that someone would have had to exit through the windshield Mm -hmm. versus the doors, which some people are like, well, maybe that's how he got the cut on his leg. But the divers did like a really detailed search of the wreckage. But the wreckage itself was never recovered, nor could it be relocated after the divers were done with it. And all that remained were some pictures of the wreck that were too blurry to conform or deny the divers' accounts. They talked to some experts afterwards, and they were like, if this is what we found, what could it mean for the person inside the plane? Mm -hmm. And they said, experts claim that anyone in the plane would have, at the very least, been severely injured if they still survived, which didn't account for Gibbs' corpse. Mm -hmm. Then I wrote questions. 
<laughs> if he crashed or fell out, why would the plane door be shut like that? And how did he not have any more injuries on mm-hmm. him? How could they not find the plane? <laughs> yeah. And it like, seems close. Yeah. I was like, how can you not re-find it? And also, why is it closer? Like, did he get lost up there? Could he really not see that well? It could be it crashed in the water and the currents brought it. Right. You know? So here's another thing, though. In 2004, another wreckage was found in a very similar area but was not the same plane as Gibbs's. Hmm. So could this be the wreckage that they found before? Oh, so they could have not and they, found they this thought plane at all. This was like a seaplane. So like one of those mm-hmm. ones that has those big buoy type yeah. bottoms to land on the ocean. So that's the type of plane they found before. So maybe it was that plane and they just didn't know what a Cessian was or wh- however you say that. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing. I have theories. Okay. <laughs> so my theory is that Gibbs's career was kind of at a halt because, so he was pretty, I mean, relatively famous in the orchestra world. And then he got in a fight with this conductor, like Mm -hmm. a really famous conductor. And so his career kind of fizzled out. So maybe he was doing something illegal, like selling drugs or picking up stolen goods or something. And he flies where he needs to go. Something goes wrong and the people take his plane and he's forced into the wilderness and dies of exposure. Mm -hmm. But to me, that sounds like It could have been. And then they just never found the plane. Mm -hmm. The island's about 350 miles. And there are people living here. So, I mean, there are a lot of rocky cliffs and hills. It could have happened where he didn't know where he was going. He kept going in circles and then eventually dies. Mm -hmm. But how was his body not found the first time around? Yeah. Unless he was kidnapped by those people. Mm-hmm. And they like stuck him in a freezer or something. Mm-hmm. And then they just dumped his body later. later. Also, I know they didn't find any seawater on him, but mm-hmm. maybe he was thrown in the ocean. And then it was long enough so that yeah, after and, that they and didn't find he any died evidence. of hypothermia or something. You yeah, because he, he, he didn't find any water in the lungs or something. Mm-hmm. The plane they found was off the coast of Oban. So maybe he crashed and swam to shore. And he couldn't tell where he was because it was so dark and he started walking and he dies of hypothermia because now he's cold and it's the winter time. Mm-hmm. Or he couldn't see where the land was and he looks down and he sees he's about to crash mm-hmm. and he's so close to the land he didn't think he was that close. So he bails out yeah. and just like rolls out of the plane and kind of maybe gets a knock on the head. Not severe enough to kill him. But to disorient. But to disorient him. Mm-hmm. And now he's just wandering around, you know. Yeah. And so how long was it from when he went missing to when his body was found? And they said he was dead for four months right. when his body was his found? His body was missing for four months. So he died that night. Mm, okay. The autopsy showed he died somehow, sometime that night. Okay. Because I was thinking dehydration, but that would take weeks. Yeah. They said, they said so. exposure because they couldn't find anything else mm-hmm. unless he was poisoned somehow mm-hmm. and then it his body absorbed it or something. Like, or it went through his yeah. system. Yeah. Also, it could have been this, that he bailed on land. Mm-hmm. He could have bailed in the ocean instead. Yeah. Or maybe he couldn't find the runway. Mm-hmm. And so he tries to make it to Oban to a larger section of flatter land to yeah. land somewhere. And his plane runs out of gas or something and he lands in the ocean. And maybe somehow, like, how does his body end up on that field? You know, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, mm-hmm. someone had to bring him there. So the last theory is mm-hmm. that maybe he wasn't in the plane at all. What? This theory explains the two lights at the end of the 
mm-hmm. the runway. So it's it's back to like drugs or something. Or some people say he was like a spy. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be more likely it was just drugs or yeah. something. And some low life sketchy guy is like either they're in business together or he's like, I'll pay you $3,000, whatever, uh, 10 grand, <laughs> however much, to say that you're going to fly this plane. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take the plane with my drugs or my whatever and fly it to where it needs to go and I'll fly it back and then no one will ever know. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like you flew the plane. Yeah. That would explain why all of the sudden, like, he meets the guy in the restaurant or something and all of a sudden he's like, I need to go on this trip, you know? Yeah. It also explains why there were two lights at the end. So he gets a light, his girlfriend gets a light, Mm -hmm. and they tell him this is where you need to go. But then the plane doesn't return. And so he goes out to look for it thinking maybe it crashed because at this point he can't go in without the plane. Yeah, yeah. And then he dies of exposure mm-hmm. because he gets lost. Or maybe some people say maybe the girlfriend killed him, mm-hmm. hit him on the head and he wanders off. You know, she just gets angry and hits him and mm-hmm. he wanders off. Or the people who took the plane maybe kidnapped him and kill him and then dumped his body four months later when they figure out what to do with it. Yeah. And that explains why the plane was never found because mm-hmm. he wasn't in it. So they flew it somewhere and just never returned it. Huh. So yeah. maybe they killed him. Well, now he knows that you're the person selling the drugs. So we have to get rid of him. Yeah. And they just kidnap him or whatever, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, why? Weird. Or he's in the plane with the person, you mm-hmm. know, like, or it's a two. And he bailed and the guy didn't. Yeah. But then it doesn't explain why the body was there and only found four months later. Yeah. Unless they killed him And somehow. in such good condition. Well, right. it is, it's winter. Yeah, no. but but that hillside is a shepherd's hillside. Yeah. And it's only 400 feet away from the road. Mm-hmm. So you'd think someone would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that someone had just gotten in a plane crash. If you had seen anything suspicious, you would have thought maybe that has to do with the plane crash. Mm-hmm. So it's True. like, to me, the only logical explanation is he was somewhere and then got dumped somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So to me, it makes sense that either he was on the plane with someone else and mm-hmm. they were doing something nefarious and they killed him and then stuck him in a freezer or something until they were like, what do we do? And they were like, let's just dump his body here and mm-hmm. it'll look like he fell out of the plane. Yeah. I wish I could see the hillside because in my mind, I was like, well, what if he was in a tree? Oh, really? Like, what if he fell out and got stuck in a tree? Yeah. Like, unconscious. Mm-hmm. So he dies in a tree and then all of a sudden he just falls out. Falls out. But, but I think he was in a field. still be injuries. Yeah, but right? I think it was in a field. Yeah, me too. When I picture a shepherd's field, it's like a flat field. You but know? like, also, I'm sure they would have checked if there was a tree. But in my yeah. mind, it's like, well, what if he gets stuck in a parachute mm-hmm. in a tree? So that explains why there's no injuries, because it catches him. And then the parachute slowly disintegrates after he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then he falls out onto the ground. But I'm sure if there were a bunch of trees, they would have been like, look up. Nope, nothing there. You know? Yeah. Because they looked for the parachute. So, so I don't know. Like There's he... so many options. Yeah. Too. And then it's like, well, what do you believe? Do you believe that plane was actually his? Because in that case, well, then he must have bailed at some point and the mm-hmm. plane just went into the ocean. Yeah. Because how did it end up there? You know what I mean? But yeah. if you believe it's not his, then the options really go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Or maybe he returned. Everything was fine. He returns and then his girlfriend kills him. <laughs> yeah. And then just dumps the fucking plane in the ocean. I mean, if I was his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl. Yeah. Just so, sitting at the end of the runway. It's like, I guess now it's sleeting and it's 10.05. I guess I'll right. go in. <laughs> With a torch, not even a light. Yeah. 
Jeez. I like to think it's a torch, like a like a fire torch, but I think that's what they call those big oh, phone yeah. like lights. Mm-hmm. But it would have been great. But no, it was the it was like the seventy. I don't know. They still had lights then, but they, yeah, they had lights. I think. <laughs> but, but so that's what I chose as my travel. Although originally I was going to do the soccer team oh. that crashed in the Andes and ate each yes. other. But then it got real depressing because a lot of the stories just focus on the eating each other. And I was like, well, I'm also curious about what the fuck happened to that plane. Like, they yeah. ran out of fuel. But they knew that they didn't have enough fuel. So I wanted to know more about, like, who the fuck made that decision and yeah. why. I'm sure and, we'll have other opportunities yeah. to explore. And then I was going to do the Dilatov Pass. But I think I'm going to oh save it for gosh. something else because I fucking I love, love that. that story. Me too. Oh, it's such a good story. There was a movie about it that I watched. And I thought it was going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. But then it was about aliens. <laughs> well, because some people think that there is, there's another story where a, a guy goes missing in an airplane. Right? Mm-hmm. I almost did this story. It's like flight 572 or 272 or mm-hmm. something. And he's basically flying in a one-person plane. And he makes connection with the control tower. And they're talking. He sounds kind of panicked, but not really. Like, he's just like, I need to land. I need to land. And then all of a sudden, a big metal, like, noise comes. And then he's gone. They never found the plane. They never found a body. They have no idea. And people think it was aliens. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So good. Have you seen the thing that happened this month? Someone got on their iPhone, like, this weird message, like a, a voicemail. Oh yeah, you saw. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, I didn't like. I didn't see what the voicemail was. Or okay, anything. we'll have we'll have to talk about yeah. it in our news episode uh, for our Patreon supporters. But it's it's nuts. I mean, because like they parse the message out and it's like SOS, we're going down. They're not human. Oh my god! And then there's like coordinates, and it's the approximate coordinates where the Malaysian air flight disappeared. Air flight disappeared? And so, I almost did that too, but that's really? just like I could just talk about that flight forever. Yeah, because it's like, what the fuck yeah. happened? That and I almost did. They're all airplanes to me. I almost did the other flight where it's he's like I don't know what they call it in Africa, not prime ministers, but he it depends where in Africa. Yeah, he was like I don't know a ruler of an mm-hmm. African country, and it was him and his wife. And their security team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the plane goes down, but they're not where they're supposed to be. Huh. And there's a bunch of messages back and forth from them. Like, they're 30 minutes out from where they're supposed to be. And they're like, okay, we'll be here in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. When can we land or whatever? And the control trailer says this or whatever. And then they crash, but they crash like 100 feet away from where they were in the opposite direction. And huh. everyone dies. That's so weird. And nobody knows why they were there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe they'll do more at some yeah. point. <laughs> well, this this theory, this Malaysian thing, it ends up in like a end of the world prophecy. Uh-huh. April 18th, apparently. Yeah. We're all dead. So. We'll tie it back into that fucking, that weird recording you did where they're all I, airplane crashes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I spent a lot of time on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is your co-host, Austin, here to tell you a little bit about Studio. Studio is a headphone company based in Sweden that offers revolutionary wireless headphones that deliver high-quality audio. As a picky musician and music enthusiast with a busy schedule, I love that their Regent model is portable and has over 24 hours of battery life. 
They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now you can use the code HIGHHORROR, that's H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Visit studio.com to use the code HIGHHORROR and get your pair now. Well, I'm going to tell you about... Kotao, <laughs> a.k.a. Death Island. Ooh, Death Island. Yes. Within the past years, six <laughs> tourists have died under suspicious circumstances. Sorry, Death Island. Death that's Island. Like, um, that sounds like Spooky Island from Scooby-Doo. Like, that <laughs> yes. sounds like it should be a tourist trap. But anyway, sorry. Six people died? <laughs> yeah, six people. Uh, good, six good. tourists have died under suspicious circumstances, Ooh. and one has gone missing Ooh. while vacationing on the Thai island of Koh Tao. Well, let's never go there. Yes. it's. I mean, it looks beautiful. So, <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> because of this, the island has gained the nickname Death Island, and family members of the deceased have launched campaigns to stop people from traveling there. On April 28th, 2017, the body of 30-year-old Belgian tourist Elise Delamagna was found in the jungle of Kotao, Thailand. Delamagna was scheduled to fly out of Kotao on February 20th, but never boarded her flight. Her body was found hanging and half-eaten by lizards. Ooh. Right? <laughs> lizards. Lizards. They're so tiny. They no, these are far? big ones. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, they're large lizards. According to hotel and motel records, Della Magna had been using the fake last name Dupuis to check into various establishments during her stay. On April 19th, the day before she was set to leave Thailand, Della Magna arrived at Triple B Hotel at Mayhat Bay, where she asked for the cheapest room available and used the alias to check in. She refused to provide the hotel with her passport details upon arrival, but insisted she would provide them before she left. The last known photograph of Della Magna was taken by a CCTV camera and shows her heading down a long pathway. Because of her strange and unexplained behavior, Thai authorities ruled her death a suicide. Before visiting Kotao, Della Magna had been traveling around Asia for two years and had recently been living on a nearby Thai island, Koh Phanga. I think that's how you say it. At a yoga retreat that belonged to the Sathya Sai Baba cult. She was in a cult. <laughs> oh, beautiful. She had left the island reportedly to go home to Belgium on April 17th. Well, here's the thing I know about cults. <laughs> if you're in a cult and someone turns up dead and it's like, it's a suicide, it's never it's not. a suicide. No. Della Magna's family believes that there was more to her death than authorities have told the public and that she was likely murdered. The family had been promised a copy of her autopsy report but never received one. According to Della Magna's mother, she had been planning on traveling to Bangkok by ferry when a bamboo hut that she had been staying in for the night burned down. Jesus. She found another hotel about one and a half miles away, and checked in there before changing her ticket to Bangkok to April 24th. Her luggage was loaded onto the ferry she was scheduled to take without her. Della Magna's mother also claims that she was told by Thai police that her daughter had died by suicide three days before her body was found. Whoa, what? Yeah. 
That's crazy. Isn't it? Oh, so the cult really did kill her. <laughs> well, someone killed her. The bamboo hut burning down. Yeah, like weird. It seems like someone was after right, her. Right, and then she was like, I got to change my ticket. She probably did that so that they would think she was in Bangkok. Yeah. And that's why she used Well, she changed it for further away. Yeah. Because if it was me and I was like, I just want to stay longer, I'd make sure my luggage stayed with me. Yeah, Unless but she if, wanted someone to think. If her luggage is gone, then it seems like she's gone too. Right. That's what you I'm know? saying. Unless yeah. she wants someone to think that mm-hmm. she's in Bangkok. Yeah. So it's like, oh. It's, it's very weird. Della Magna's mysterious death is far from the only one that has taken place in Kotao in recent years. On January 8, 2016, British tourist Luke Miller was found dead in the swimming pool of a bar on Sairi Beach. Hotel staff members found Miller floating face down in the pool. An autopsy showed that he had drowned, but his family members claimed to have heard different accounts of Miller's death from several police officers. Hmm. Friends who were vacationing with Miller claim that there was foul play involved in their friend's murder. One year prior to Miller's death, 23-year-old New Zealand native Christina Ainsley died on Kotao from a supposed accidental overdose. Jeez. Ansley was taking antibiotics for a chest infection that, when mixed with alcohol, caused the overdose, according to Thai police. No toxicology was performed on her body post-mortem. I know. CCTV footage captured video of a strange man leaving Ansley's room just hours before her body was discovered. Thai officials claim to know who this man is, but he's never been questioned. What? It's the cult leader! (laughs) (laughs) On New Year's Day 2014, another British tourist was found dead in Koh Tao. Nick Pearson was found floating in the ocean. According to Thai police, Pearson had fallen 50 feet off of a cliff and then drowned in the water below. Pearson's family believed that he was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. It's Me weird. too. <laughs> I believe they were all murdered. In 2014, the bodies of British tourists Hannah Witheridge, who was 23, and David Miller, who was 24, no relation to the other Miller. Oh, okay were found on a beach near their hotel. Miller had been forcibly drowned to death. What? And Witheridge had been raped before being bludgeoned with a gardening hoe. Mm. Suicide? <laughs> yeah, suicide. <laughs> no. The two met at the hotel where they were staying with their own respective groups of friends. They hit it off, according to those with them. On the night of September 14th, 2014, the two groups went out to a nearby bar. Witheridge and Miller separated from the group in the early hours of the morning and headed towards the Seri Beach, the same beach I just mentioned. Mm. Local authorities arrested Burmese nationals Zhao Lin and Wei Fio and charged the pair with Miller and Witheridge's murders. According to Lin and Fio, they were tortured into confessing to the crimes and had been present at the beach around the time of the murders because they heard commotion and were trying to save the victims. Oh, no. Once in custody, police brutalized the two and told them to confess or be killed. According to Lin and Fio's claims, they were told, if you don't confess, we will put you in the used tires and we will burn you. You will be burnt, or they will cut off your leg or hand, and you will be thrown into the sea. If you confess, you get one or two years in prison. In addition, several reports have surfaced that claim three men were involved in the murders, and none of them matched Lynn and Phil's physical description. Despite these claims, both men were sentenced to death by lethal injection against the wishes of Miller's family, who pleaded for leniency in the sentencing. 
According to Witheridge's family, they were treated harshly by Thai authorities. Laura Witheridge, Hannah's sister, claims her parents were asked by police, quote, Why are you so bothered? Just go home and make another one. <gasps> in addition, Laura was told, quote, Why are you making such a fuss? She'll be back in 30 days as something else. She may have better luck next time. The fuck? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. In... She might have better luck next yeah, time. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, they weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, I get that they believe in right, but also, reincarnation. I but, mean, like, uh, that's not what you tell a grieving family right, right after their if daughter someone was dies, to death. Even people... In that culture, mourn the loss yeah. of someone, even though they're going to be reincarnated. Exactly. Because they're lost in your life. Mm-hmm. You will never see them again. Yeah. They could, you know. In, <laughs> yeah. Well, if they made another one. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. She'll maybe come back her. as that. That's so, but <laughs> that's just a ridiculous statement. That you go just home make, and make another, another one. one. That's ridiculous. Teach this one not to get brutally raped and yeah. murdered. How about that? It's hmm? ridiculous. And it's like. Do you know how much it, it takes to raise a child to age 23? <laughs> like, yeah, that I'm sure that's what they were concerned with. The money. <laughs> well, not money, but like also it's just a lot. It's like it it's not lot. like you could just pop out another kid and it's the same as having a 23-year-old, you yeah. know? In February of 2017, another 23-year-old, a Russian backpacker, Valentina, god damn it, Novos Gosha? Novosionova? I'm going to call her Valentino now from now on. It does. It's N-O-V-O-Z-H-Y-O-N-O-V-A. <laughs> so. Beautiful language. Um, <laughs> she vanished from her hostel in Kotao. Valentina had checked into the hostel on February 11th and was scheduled to depart on the 16th, but she never did. When staff members checked her room, they found her passport, cell phone, and her camera all left behind. Thai police chief Apichart Bunsrirote claims to have assigned officers to comb through all of the CCTV footage from the area, but no images of Valentina were found. How is that possible? I know, right? Some blame mafia family control for these murders. Oh, Valentina is still missing, by the way. Oh, shit. Yes. Others note the country's rampant human and sex trafficking trades. Yeah, but why would you then kill them? Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get into this. Crimes like rape, assault, and theft are exceedingly common in Thailand. People who have run into trouble in Thailand have reported being threatened with hanging and drowning. Like, like a lot them. of the, yeah. One man who is threatened by Thai mafiosa simply for discussing the murders in a bar was told by his attackers that, quote, they would have taken me up into the hills to hang me and make it look like a suicide. Oh, wow. Like Where does that sound familiar? Yeah. Sean McKenna, who was threatened and chased by these men, added that they talked about pinning the murders on him after he was killed. There were rumors on the island that Hannah Witheridge and David Miller had been arguing with a Thai man in a bar before they were murdered. If the man were part of the Kotal crime syndicate, this offense may have provided the motive behind their murders. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God, that's Mm -hmm. insane. I'm never going to Thailand. (laughs) So first of all, it's a gorgeous place. I'm I mean, sure. looking at pictures, it's unbelievable. But I guess you you like have to be really careful and stuff. I was reading an article from a British person who 
has lived in Thailand for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about these murders and he was like, you know, baseline, is Thailand unsafe? Not necessarily. You know, it's has its bad parts and its good parts like any other country and you just have to be extra cautious. But that's not a coincidence. I mean... Right. That's crazy. I get, it reminds me of like any other kind of city, right? Like you mm-hmm. walk into New York City... And there are some places on the street you could fucking be a drunk idiot and nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Then there are places where you could be a drunk idiot and you will get raped. Yeah. Like, it's just that that's what it is. People mm-hmm. are going to take advantage of you. Yeah. Because there are good parts and there are bad parts. Mm-hmm. And there are good people. There are great people in the city who will help you out no matter what. And there are really bad people in the city who will take advantage of you whenever they can. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like that there where like, I'm sure there are lovely people in Thailand. I'm sure yes. a lot, most of them are. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because there are bad people who are just going to be like, well, these are tourists, right? Mm-hmm. They're all around the same age. None of, they're not like all with families. You know what I mean? No. They're all like in hostels or in mm-hmm. hotels. And it's like, well, I could take one and kill them. No one will. And make it look like an accident. Make it look like and an people accident. Think and I know the police tourists. won't mess with me because the police are probably scared if it is this, this crime huge family. crime family. Mm-hmm. They're probably like, if we mess with them, they'll kill us. They'll kill our families. Yeah. It's better for everyone if we just say it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this guy, this um, Sean McKenna, he got away. And there was like a picture of him. I think on his flight home, and he's just like spooked. But it would be too. I'd be. I, f- I would feel like I just fucking ran for my life. Yeah, I think he ran to like a grocery store, yeah. and where he had Wi-Fi, and he posted on Facebook, "Thai mafia is trying to kill me. Please help." And he somehow got away from them. Yeah, you just got to go somewhere public where they're not going to... Yeah. I think what's going on is they have this crime hierarchy on Mm -hmm. the island. People who are higher up in it feel like they can just... If anyone insults them, they just kill them and take care of it later, you know? Especially, like, young females. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so... How do I say this? It's so easy for a guy to take a young girl's buffing advance. You know, like, who I want to... I want to party with that girl and then the girl's she like no thanks yeah. I don't want to and then they and just then all her. of a sudden she's a bitch yeah right like she's such a di- it happened to me the other day in the city when I was there mm-hmm. some guy grabs my hand I'm with a group of friends and a guy grabs my hand and pulls me towards him and I just took my hand out and started walking away and he called me a bitch and it's like mm-hmm. I'm the bitch because you grabbed me yeah you know what I mean like inappropriate like. so a guy I mean and then I, I didn't see that guy for the rest of the night but if he was like some fucking mafia guy yeah that might be enough for him to be like well now i can kill her yeah exactly and apparently spiking people's drinks and stuff is really common stuff like that happens all the time on this little island uh and And then i'm sure i mean i don't actually know much about thailand so mm -hmm. i shouldn't say this but i know some places right like when i was in the dominican republic it was like don't get a drink here because, or watch your drinks, ladies, because guys will take advantage of you. And and it's not guys don't take advantage of girls. Yes. It's ladies, well, why weren't you watching It's your a different drink? culture. Yes. yes. It's you Our knew it could have happened, from... so why didn't you stop it mm-hmm. kind of yeah. situation. And they're all British except for the missing girl. Mm-hmm. She's what? She's Russian. Russian. Yes. And I had never heard of these. They're bigger in the UK. Mm -hmm. People know about them, but we didn't really hear about it. Mm -hmm. But it's been so recent. Well, don't go there. Nope. 
Don't go to Kotao. There are other beautiful places that are yeah. safe. Don't go to a bar ever. <laughs> never go to a bar. Never be alone. No, never be alone. Never say no to a guy. Don't go and swimming. You'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> Don't go on beaches. Bring a police officer friend of yours at all times. <laughs> Always have guns. Lots of guns. Just right. like all the teachers are going to have. You should also <laughs> all have the all the guns. teachers are going to have. That's funny. Okay, so that's well, it. That was it. It was very exciting. It was so it was. full of happiness. So much. Go travel. Go travel. Go, guys. Go yeah. in all the airplanes. <laughs> My, um, we're going to Asheville on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be after this episode. It'll be. No, it won't. <laughs> well, it'll be. This episode will yes, come out after. will come out you, after yeah. I've, I'm so already back. So she went back. to Asheville last Thursday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um. Mike's mother, my future mother-in-law, mm-hmm. asked me to send her our, our itinerary so that she will know if we crash. <laughs> my so Elise's grandma, mm-hmm. she follows all every time any of her kids or grandkids or anything, she follows Flies. the airplane. Yeah, no matter what, if it's like four in the morning, she's got it. Oh my gosh. She wants to make sure you got there, and then. Like if we're if you're in the country, so it's like Florida. She'll call you and be like, "It says you landed a half hour ago. You get there, okay?" Yeah. It's like, "Yep, still waiting for my luggage." That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I have like an app thing that'll alert me. I'll be like, "This flight is now in the air, and yeah. this flight has now landed." You know, but I, I mean, it's an, a like a one hour and twenty minute flight. Also, <laughs> what's she gonna do if you crash? Exactly. She's not a doctor. <laughs> She's not near there. No. <laughs> She's like, in Arizona. <laughs> um, so, have you been watching more Nailed It? No, not really. Oh, I I did watch a few episodes with Elise because I was like, oh, this really? is a great show. Yes. And she loved it. But... It got renewed for a second season. Yay. But did I tell you that now whenever Mike has a boner, I say to him that, We'll give it its day in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> disgusting. If if you guys want to know what that context is, you have to go and watch the episode. She also told that story to her mother. <laughs> my mom doesn't give I a want shit. everyone to know. Um, If you guys want to hear another story I told my mother early on when Mike and I were dating, it was in the summer and we had our garden going mm-hmm. and we were growing hot peppers because my mom likes spicy food. And he likes spicy Ugh, food, I so. I don't like this story. <laughs> Do you remember this yes. story? So, you know, he had a couple hot peppers. We were hanging out. And then sexy times happened. And I noticed a burning of my vagina. And it's because there was apparently residual pepper juice on the fingers. So my vagina was on fire because of these peppers. It was not pleasant. And her mother was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I should leave forever. <laughs> My mom thinks that the rest of her family has boundary issues because we discuss things openly. But I think she's just a I little bit that's... prude. I think it's a little bit of both. I, mean, it's probably yeah. both. I would never tell my mom about my sex life. Really? Well, the the other night when he was making dinner, my dad, he was like, you know, before you were born, your mom and I just banged on every surface of the house and my mom was like disgusting (laughs) she was not happy (laughs) she didn't deny it though yeah well i'm sure it was true yeah so that's it that's it aren't you glad you guys have that information now (laughs) now you all know yeah don't Uh. eat peppers and then have sex learn from my mistakes yeah exactly yeah okay so 
We are Hell and High Horror on Facebook and Instagram and Mm -hmm. Tumblr. We are Hell High Horror on Twitter. Mm. I'm Austin Costelli on everything but Tumblr. On Tumblr, I'm Witch Tips. I'm Reparata Ann on everything. And she is Seat Giant, New Jersey. Yeah, if you want to follow She's doing that. a great job. I'm not. She sorry. makes a lot of jokes. It's I great. I do make jokes. <laughs> I don't think my boss likes it. I don't think he got my who's who's the best baseball player. Oh, really? Or who's the best Yankee. Yeah. I posted a picture and I was like, who's it the best really Yankee? It was really funny, though. <laughs> I said, uh, Doodle or uh, what's his face from Damn Yankees? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think he understood it. Yeah. So... I'm doing the social media for my work now because our social media person quit. And so, yeah. If you want to follow that, it's Trapdoor Escape and Puzzles and Corks. So, if you want to hear us discuss this uh, weird recording about apparently the Malaysian crash and other news of the month, uh, go to patreon.com slash helenhighhorror mm-hmm. and donate just $1. And you'll get it every single month. Yay. Oh, please send us your stories. We haven't gotten any. HelenHighHorror at gmail.com. We will be awaiting them. We'll talk at you next week. Happy hauntings. Bye. Bye.